Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mo and O Show. My name is Omar Gonzalez. And I'm Mo Morales. <laughs> All right. Those of you watching the YouTube channel can obviously tell that Mo is not here. I do have Captain America next to me uh, just for some company because I miss my buddy. Now, we kind of messed up our schedules a little bit, so we were un unable to record this week. So I just want to do a really quick one so we can keep our streak going and post. Uh, so in this episode, it's just going to be me, and uh, I don't know how to be funny alone. <laughs> I'm just going to banter with Cap. Uh, so here's what I was thinking that I would do just a quick episode on, because we focus uh, mostly on photography on this channel. Uh, we focus on tech or comics. But when you're doing a podcast alone, it's got to be weird to do a podcast alone. <laughs> uh, and that's the great thing about doing the podcast with Mo is we talk like we do, you know, when we're having coffee and no one's recording. We're just two morons talking to each other and just really enjoying each other's company. And now that he's not here, let's talk about him. Now, and everything you see about Mo on the on the uh, podcast and on the YouTube channel is totally true. He is really a super lovable person, uh, and that is his greatest strength is, you know, they say humans, we can sort of read each other in the first like seven seconds, and he, he can connect with another human being really quickly, and he really is genuinely one of the nicest people I know. And it's one of the reasons we get along is because I know his heart is like humongous and he cares about others. He cares about the world, he cares about his family. So, and you got to give that back. You got to care about the guy. So I love you, Mo. I'll see you next week, brother. Okay. So on this episode, we're going to just discuss how to become a more valuable photographer. And uh, I mean this in a couple of different ways. One we're going to talk business. We'll talk business a little bit. If you're charging for photography or thinking about starting a photography business, how can you up your value in a way where others can refer you or, you know, by word of mouth, your business grows? That's one way. And the other way is, you know what, if you don't have a business and you're not thinking about charging for photography, then how do you become a more valuable photographer maybe to yourself or to your family if you're doing vacation photos or family photos? How do you up your value or your worth as a photographer? Okay, the first way you can increase your value as a photographer is to know or, or discover what you need improvements in. Now, a lot of times we get into this whole just shoot, 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 take photographs, take photographs, and just keep making photographs and editing photographs. But we rarely ever go back and evaluate things that need work. So the first thing to do is to increase your value as a photographer. You need to, to pinpoint areas that you can become better. Now, one way to do this is to actually go through your photographs and not just pick the ones that are great and edit them and post them, but really go look through the ones that are failures. We actually learn a lot more from the images that are failures than we do with the positive ones and getting all kinds of likes and everyone loving your photographs. Go through your EXIF data. Go through, let's say you shot a party and you come back and there's a bunch of like blurry ones or dark ones. And why are they blurry? Why are things underexposed? Why is the person, <laughs> why do they have red eye? These are things you need to like evaluate so that you can go back and try to figure out a way to combat it. So for example, if you come back in all your photographs, everyone has crazy blood red eyes. 
eventually you're going to discover that that's because the flash is directly shooting into the person's face. And you will eventually learn that if you shoot flash or bounce flash, that red eye will never happen in your photographs. So the first thing is to like look at your failing photographs and really evaluate them. This will help you over time because as you start to pick up your mistakes, you start to fight them. So a big one that I get, I always get this question asked is, you know, I take pictures of my kids or my family and they come out blurry all the time. And in my mind, when I'm going to answer that question, a lot of times I know the reason why. Now, for example, if you are taking pictures of kids running around in a park, usually you're outside chances are that the camera, if you're shooting it in auto, will have enough light, and so shutter speeds will be very high, and uh, it can freeze action. But the problem is most of our interaction with kids are indoors, especially during the winter. So you try to use your camera in auto, and it will not freeze the action. If it's a low-light situation, your camera will pick a slower shutter speed, and a lot of people think that maybe even a hundredth of a second is fast enough to stop motion or like a running freaking out child and it's not really shutter speed should be in the 200th 500th of a second to really freeze action so look through your photos look through your photos and see what your camera is doing what shutter speeds is it picking and all that kind of good stuff now me with shooting mostly events i know one thing i wanted to get really really great at in my craft and after evaluating a lot of my pictures early on is focus for example i shoot mostly bar mitzvahs about mitzvahs And during the family entrance, a lot of times uh, the kids will run in, okay? And so I'll position myself and sort of try to focus and photograph, take a shot as the kid runs in. And early on, a lot of my stuff was very blurry. Like if the kid wasn't running towards me, the shots were fine. Like if they were standing there, I could focus and shoot, get enough light on them. But what I was finding was any kind of motion, I would get blurry photos and it was very frustrating. So after evaluating, number one, evaluating my photographs, I knew I wanted to up my value as a photographer and be able to grab the shots of kids running in from the entrance or parents or break dancers or whatever. So going to the lab, uh, this goes to my second point. After evaluating your work, the second thing you need to do after, of course, you know, figuring out what's wrong is you actually need to practice. You need to set up sort of real life situations. All right, so what I did was I, you know, got my kids to help me out, but I would lower the lights, have the kids run in, and practice, practice, practice. And I realized that most of my hit rate, most of my hit shots that were hit and on focus was if I changed the camera from single shot focus to AI servo in Canon, so continuous focus. And I never even thought early on that I could use continuous focus in a venue I always thought that that was just for sports and I'm never going to use AI servo in an event. Um, And the other thing is when you use AI servo on a Canon, you lose the uh, infrared little uh, AF focus assist on your flash. So I was always nervous to go to AI servo. But it turns out that it worked and my hit rate went up for entrances and for dancing photos and for any kind of action. I just switch. I have one button that switches to AI servo and I shoot in continuous focus. So there's an example of where I saw my junky photos, figured out what's going on, the blurry ones are where the people are running in, set up a situation where I practice, I got my kids to help me out, and then I realized you know, which modes work best, and it turns out that continuous focus got the highest hit rate, 
And I practiced. I practiced and tortured my kids. <laughs> but that's what you need to do to raise your value as a photographer. You need to see what's not working with your photographs. Now, that's part of the problem. I think you know some people will post a photograph and get a million likes just because everyone's friends. You're going to say, there's no hate button. <laughs> so I think part of it is you need to be honest with yourself or surround yourself with people who are honest and be like, that photo's crap, man. And that will help you evaluate and pinpoint those mistakes and those pictures that aren't that strong and maybe have you progress. I'll give you another quick situation of where I needed uh, a little bit of practice help. I wrote these down here. Uh, the other was I used to have high anxiety at venues where I needed to shoot a portrait really quick. So, for example, a lot of families are supposed to arrive at a certain time, about 45 minutes before guests arrive, so we can start doing some quick portraits. But sometimes, you know, families run late, uh, venues change, venues aren't ready with their decor. And so I started to get into these situations where I had to, only 10 minutes to shoot a portrait. And I realized that if I didn't have that extra time, there was so much anxiety on getting a good portrait. And most of the times early on in my career, I was fixing mistakes because I was rushing. So I evaluated the problem. Yo, I have to be able to take a five-minute portrait and make it look amazing. And to do that, I knew I had to understand exactly what my flashes do and what my umbrellas do. So cue in a dummy head. You need to get yourself a dummy head. I know it sounds weird, but if you get a mannequin head with hair, you can set it up and, you you know, that's so much better than a human. It's cool to practice with people, but it's, you get so much more from having a mannequin and, you know, just having, first of all, they don't move, they don't talk back, <laughs> you know? So it's great to set up a mannequin head and run all your lighting situations, and so I knew if I was going to do a, a, a five-minute portrait that I could have my light arm's length away. I knew the flash. I knew the power. I knew the ISO, give or take, depending on the venue. But I can pretty much set up that light and shoot a portrait, bam, and be done. And so my anxiety started to go away with the whole portrait session. And your clients can read your anxiety. So if they feel your confidence with setting up a light and taking a quick shot and moving on to the next thing, then they're relaxed, you're relaxed, and everyone's just happier. So I highly recommend getting a dummy, if you don't already have one in your life, <laughs> and then uh, setting up lighting situations reducing your anxiety, raising your value as a photographer because you know what you're doing. You, with the dummy, practiced it a thousand times and you, you, know, you shot the same scenario. So have some go-tos. Have some go-tos that will raise your value as a photographer. So that's very technical. That's the technical stuff to just become a better photographer overall. But the other thing you can bring value to raise your value as a photographer is something that no one else can do and it's being you. People, there, every, uh, there's many people that can take good photographs and can hire you for an event, but there are so many times what I've been told from people at an event, they just say, you, you were great, you were great. They haven't even seen a photograph. <laughs> they haven't seen any pictures. And so they, they're saying that we enjoyed your company. We enjoyed that when we did family formals, you did them very quickly, you kept it fun. And so the way you can raise your value as a photographer is everyone that you're working with around you becomes like a little ambassador for you if you know what you're doing, if you're you know super friendly to them, if you 
are just confidence. People read those things. Again, your value will skyrocket without anyone even seeing a picture, which is amazing. You know, it goes with you're not staring at the back of your camera going through your images. You're not, there's a disconnect there. Okay. So if you know your, it goes with the first one. If you know your gear, if you have your go to's, if you know your lighting, if someone throws you in some kind of situation that's wacky lighting, if you know your lighting and, uh, you know, you have to take a quick portrait. If you do it with confidence and quick and making people laugh and everyone having a good time, dang, your value just skyrocketed. So the girl on the end of the, you know, like the young cousin at the end there, she's about to start looking for wedding photographers. Well, you're, you know, you're already on the list. So raise your value by uh, being you, being confident you, being competent you, yo. Bring your dummy along to the event. You know, I'm just kidding because, you know, your value will go way down (laughs) if you did that. So I think these are things that will make you better, will make you more confident, uh, will just have you enjoy the whole experience of photography if you're, you know, doing this as a business. Now, if we want to translate this into raising your value as a photographer in your maybe a club that you're in or shooting for your family, well, you know what? Your kids can read you too. They can, if you're fumbling with the camera, then, you know, they shouldn't even be camera aware if you're taking pictures of your family. You know, you should be able to uh, be able to take real life photographs of them without them noticing. And because you know your gear, you're not fumbling, you're interacting with them. So, Your value goes up as a photographer. Really, it starts with knowing your gear. And then, you know, once you forget about the gear, then then it's all about you and how you perform as a person. Now, if you're a dud or you're trying to fake it or you're, you know, an introvert that doesn't like people, this may not, you know, work for you (laughs) because we humans, we read each other. So you have to be able to be approachable and likable and all that stuff. So Maybe you need to work on that to raise your value as a photographer is you're great at the technical. You know how to work your frigging camera, <laughs> but once you're in front of people, you lock up or you're nervous. So that just takes practice too. You need to be in front of people. You need to shoot, um, what's his name? Scott Lim. I forgot his name. Uh, Scott Robert Lim, great wedding photographer. He said you had to do at least 10 weddings to finally just start learning how to do weddings. You actually to take on 10 budget weddings to really start feeling confident. Once you feel confident, people read that and your value goes up. Okay, I think we realized two things with this episode. One, we don't need Mo. <laughs> and two, the show is less funny without him. You know, like I'll throw some, like a quarter in there. I own you. <laughs> Mo and I will be back next week, uh, and it'll be a Christmas Eve episode, and we'll see you there. All right, take care, guys.